back to the Fangirl Forum. I'm your host, Meredith Loftus, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood fangirl. Guys, welcome back. It's been so long. I've missed you so much. There's been so much to fangirl about. I didn't even get to do a review of Brie, uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel. Haven't talked about Shazam. Haven't seen Hellboy, so you're not getting that review. <laughs> Let's see what else is going on. Oh, yeah, Game of Thrones is back. Final season. So much is going down there. We're in the endgame. Avengers Endgame comes out this weekend. My heart is going to explode because April is trying to kill me, but it's not going to do it. <laughs> but what kicked off April and really threw me in for a loop, uh, I was in Chicago recently for this small, little independent convention known as Star Wars Celebration. And to say the least, it rocked my world, changed my life, had just the best time in Chicago, even though I did get stuck in Chicago for a day trying to get back to LA. That was not fun, but I digress. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to be talking about uh, just my time at Star Wars Celebration and just how incredible of an event it was. and I'm not alone doing it. Uh, joining me today is one of my new friends from that I met at Star Wars Celebration. Oh man, like you know her, you love her uh, from the Resistant broadcast. Um, I said that right, right? Broadcast? Yeah. Yes. Broadcast. Oh my yeah. gosh, got it! Yay! Okay, <laughs> she's from Resistant Broadcast, and she basically lived her best life at Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> if you followed her on Twitter. Uh, which will include handles at the end of this, but give it up for my friend and yours, Lacey Gilleran. What is up? Hey, so a couple things. First of all, homegirl, we were friends long before we met in person. True, Twitter friends. (laughs) Yes, I always have to say that. It's like we're actually friends. Yeah, we've met. Yes, absolutely. Um, And I wish everyone listening to this could have been there when we met because it was a lot of, oh my God, oh my God, screaming. Hugging. To, it was great. To, to be fair, that was <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. So when it happened, I would it was just like a gut response of like, oh my gosh, you, it's finally happening. Uh, so um, and it was also just a really overwhelming day as a whole. So I know we were think, standing like, in the middle of like a crowd at the time. It was it was crazy. It was doing the Black really Series crazy. Rebels pin thing, which those guys are great, but their pins people go nuts for them. Uh, two. I love how you start your podcast with friendly neighborhood fangirl. I love that. It's great. Thank you. I, Absolutely. It came up on a, like, I just came up with it on the spot one day and I haven't really been able to shake it. I've just never wait. heard it. It's awesome. Well, original. just wait until you hear uh, my sign off. It is so not original, but I have <laughs> stuck with it for so long. It just, it just is, you'll see, you'll see when we get there. Excellent. Excellent. Can't wait. <laughs> All right, so we were at Star Wars Celebration. Was the, This was your first one, right? No, it actually is my fourth. So, uh, Oh, my gosh, fact, you're a pro. Yeah, so fun fact of the day. Some people know this. I used to work for Reed Pop uh, for about three to four years. I worked for them from like 2014 to 2016, 2017-ish. Oh, no way. Um, yeah, so I worked... Anaheim in London and then I went to 2017 Orlando as a fan for the first time and then this one was a whole new experience because I went with the podcast and I went as representing StarWarsNewsNet.com and I had a panel which in all the years that I've worked events and been to events I've never been on a panel before it was unreal the whole experience was like so unforgettable like you said living my best life I'm having such a hangover (laughs) 
from <laughs> celebration, not alcohol hangover, like overload of sensory, like love fest, like being with the best people you could ever imagine hangover. And I, I was at work <laughs> last week when I got back because I was work on, at work on Tuesday mm-hmm. and it was just so depressing. I don't think I did anything. I'm pretty sure I just sat there being like, why am I here? Yeah, it, there there definitely is a thing of like post-convention uh, depression. And yes. like it was felt hard uh, coming back. I've never, I've never had it that hard before. I was like, this is out of control. Well, let's, let's relive it for a bit, yes. you know? Yes. Um, so you were there all five days. I um, was. Let's talk about first day, Thursday. Wow, I, that rhymed. That kind of works. <laughs> I like it. Anyways, so Thursday, you get to uh, you get to the convention. I got you there ha- on Wednesday, actually. Oh, even better. You were there early ahead of everyone else. <laughs> Set the stage. What was it like seeing the place without everybody there at once? Yeah, so the whole day was kind of crazy because John... Hoey and I were from both from Connecticut. And fun fact, I didn't know he was from Connecticut when I joined the podcast a little over a year ago. He had actually, yeah, weird, bizarre. He um, was chatting with me and he was like, hey, we're looking for someone else to join the podcast. Would you ever consider talking about Star Wars like on a podcast? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll try it out. Um, Ends up he lives 20 minutes from me. Had no idea. Both have lived here our whole lives. <laughs> Never that knew. is so cool. Yeah, so bizarre. So we traveled together. Um, so that was an experience because <laughs> we're like kind of know each other virtually like you and I do, but we don't mm-hmm. know each other in person. And then you're traveling with this person. So we went to Chicago via plane. And then mm-hmm. our other podcast mate, James Bainey, uh, lives in Ohio. So I had met him because we happened to plan Disney vacations right at the same time. It was like pure luck. Um, so, yeah, bizarre. So then I met him in person and that was awesome. But John and James had never met in the years that they had done the podcast together. So there was this a really adorable bro moment on Wednesday when James came into the hotel and was like, oh my God, I'm here. And John's like, oh my God, you're here. And I was like, hug it out. So that was adorable. But um, yeah, no, Wednesday we went and picked up some of our passes and they had that beautiful banner, guys. Mm -hmm. This banner is gigantic. I can't express how big this banner is. Um, And they were putting it up and they had the episode nine section covered and that quite like caused quite a stir online of like what's underneath there um other than that i went out to pizza that night with star wars explained molly and alex Mm -hmm. and then also with some friends uh scotty j row and his girlfriend but then thursday okay let's get to the show now so thursday i what i lucked out last year and got a vip pass just by pure luck Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so i did the show store on Thursday morning. Um, They had like a a shopping event for us and the registers went down. So I was there for over an hour just standing there. Yeah, it was a little crazy, which that kind of stuff just happened. So I just kind of laughed it off and just chatted with fans, which is my favorite part. And for anybody listening that's never been to Celebration, for me, the ultimate part about going to these shows isn't the panels or the celebrities or even the shopping. It's the experience of standing next to someone that loves something just as much as, if not more than you, and Mm -hmm. actually just, you could say anything about Star Wars and you can have a conversation with someone there. And it's this unreal feeling that you can't have anywhere else. 
Um, so for the rest of the day, I just kind of walked around, kind of took the show in a little bit, kind of got ready for Friday, because as we know, Friday's nuts. Um, and then John, James, and I kind of, we met up with some some of our listeners, which was super fun. And it was their first show, so it was very cute. It was Baby's First for, for, for James and John. So I was just kind of like walking them through and like telling them where stuff was. And um, it was super fun to watch two brand new people take in the show because mm-hmm. I've been there. I know what it's about, but um, just the excitement on their faces was really, really fun to experience. Yeah, I I can believe it. Um, I know for me, like walk, I've been to like Comic Con before, right? But right. To like walk into the exhibit hall, it was just really overwhelming, honestly, to just see. Mm-hmm. All of this stuff just for Star Wars, you know, and like, sure, there's, you know, some of uh, the areas that has like different fandom stuff there too, but just to see like all of these fans who are just as excited about Star Wars as you are, uh, right, was right, really cool. It was a really cool thing. Um, how did it feel to meet like some of your fans as far as like podcast listeners? It was kind of weird for me because my whole life, I would say, my career definitely, I've always been the person behind the camera, the person behind the scenes, kind of like tweeting off to the side or taking a photo off to the side, not being that person that's in front of the camera or out in front of people. So for the past year, it's kind of been this like whirlwind experience for me because people are tweeting at me or in this case coming up to me saying, I listen to you every week. I love what you think about this. Um, you get me through my day. And I'm just like, wait, what? Why? <laughs> Why? Um, but it, it, it's hard to express how much it means to me that people say things like that because, um, you know, the past couple of years have been kind of tough for me. And, and to hear people say that they have a better day because of something that I said or a joke I make or the argument I have with John on the podcast <laughs> is just really awesome to hear and it and it really means a lot to me and it I think the most bizarre thing was when people asked for my photo like a photo Mm -hmm. with me because I'd be like wait what so it that took a little bit of time to get used to and I'm still not used to it and I apologize to anybody listening that's like Lacey was super awkward sorry (laughs) (laughs) that's just who I am (laughs) they get the authentic you so yes yes I can promise you and that and that's also a very flattering compliment that people gave me is they were like you're exactly who you are on the show. And I was like, well, I would hope I would be. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's so cool and, like, yeah. reaffirming to hear that, like, you – which I've listened to you guys before, and it oh, like, you have such great, like, chemistry and just fun <laughs> with it that yeah. it's so cool, like, your listeners are also, like – responding to that and like appreciating like what you do so I hope like if anything you took away from the weekend is like what y'all are doing is fantastic and oh thanks yeah we want to create an environment that it's you know which I think celebration kind of helped with this is that Mm -hmm. it's been a little crazy negative online Mm -hmm. especially about Star Wars since The Last Jedi came out and I think when we podcast we we get into our little scuffles here and there about things. Uh, John is very against Kylo Ren being redeemed, and he's very strongly feeling that Kylo Ren's going to die, um, which, you know, breaks my heart. But it's one of those things that we still respect each other and have this, like, camaraderie love for each other that we mm-hmm. would we respect each other's opinions. 
Um, and we come and do the podcast because we want to have fun. And so I think a lot of people take away from our podcast that they're here to have fun. They're not here to debate. They're not here to get into the nitty gritty or what drama is happening on Twitter. They're literally here to talk about Star Wars. And the moment that it isn't fun for us anymore or that it seems that it's coming across not genuine, we won't do it anymore. Um, But I feel like at this point, like, it's just at a point that we don't know. We didn't realize this many people like we're like, oh, we listen to you. And we're like, oh, really? <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's just kind of nuts. But it's been awesome. It's been really, really, really cool. That's man. That's so awesome. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and yeah. So uh, Thursday was really cool to be able to like go in the exhibit hall and just start meeting different people. And yes. like. Which was fun, because uh, I've actually met the guys from Black Series Rebels a couple times in L.A. Uh, mm-hmm. When Steel does, Steel from Steel Wars podcast. He, yep, love uh, Steel. Love Steel. I've been mm-hmm. to a few of his live tapings, and we've become good, like, acquaintances, friends over time. And I've met the guys through Black Series because of it. And I was hanging out with them right before they went for their meetup and they were thinking, oh, oh there's only going to be like 20 people there or whatever. Psych. And it's like, uh, not quite. And then as they left, uh, my friends, uh, the owners of the Scum and Villainy Cantina here in LA, they walked over and which I, I think the world of them, they have mm-hmm. this awesome geek bar. I have to go. You oh. have to come, come to LA. You have, to, have to experience it. It is so cool and they love star wars um and i chatted with them for a little bit and then Mm -hmm. i walk into the exhibit hall and i meet you and james and john (laughs) and then i briefly meet alex and molly from star wars explained and it's just like what is going on right now it was so funny because we had our meetup right before alex and steve's black Mm -hmm. story rebels pin drop because we did on purpose we kind of team up together and and work Mm -hmm. together um, so we did ours and then we're standing there and it's me and John and James and a couple other people and there's a camera pointing at that X-Wing that was on the floor, which guys, this X-Wing was like life-size. It was huge. Huge. Um, so we're thinking, oh, is a celebrity coming over to talk or something? Cause there's this big crowd. It was probably a crowd, no joke of like 35 people. And then I see Alex and the camera coming towards us and I see Steve as well. And the mob of people like moved as one and collectively began to surround Alex and Steve. So naturally my event (laughs) profession skills like kick in and I just Mm -hmm. like immediately walk away. And John's like, where are you going? I like booked it around the pillar and I like grabbed Steve and I'm like, are you okay? Like, is everything good? Are you good here? Because I tend to have this mom voice that people tend to listen to where I'm like, the line starts here. And people, uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it was nuts. I, I'm not surprised, though, because their pins are just so cool. I They're mean, so, I know so there was cool. one pin in particular you were looking forward to. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I definitely got one of them. They gave me like the pack of like, here's nice. everything nice. just in case. I was like, oh, cool. Um, so yeah, I have shirtless, uh, Kylo Ren pin that I'm not sure what to do So sad and shirtless came about because Alex and Steve were on the resistance broadcast 
about a year ago, actually. Mm-hmm. It was like a couple episodes into when I had started being on the podcast. And I had known them before John and James, actually. I was a huge fan of theirs months in advance. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I adore them. So they were chatting about that and they were talking about the new pins they were going to make. And I was like, well, you better be making a shirtless Kylo Ren pin. And they were like, no way. I was like, yeah. I was like, and you better be naming it Thirst Order. So originally. Oh, hold on. <laughs> time out. Time out. <laughs> Thirst Order? Yeah. Get out of here. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like, I can't so... look at that the same anymore. <laughs> so originally, <gasps> the pin was called Thirst Order. And Alex texted me and goes, I'm sorry, but there's so many pins online called Thirst Order. So I'm going to call it Sad and Shirtless. And I said, That's fine. And they were super cool about it because I pushed them so hard on it <laughs> that they sent me the first one. It was so nice of them to do. So I had the very first one. And yeah. yes. That pin is my brainchild, my my naggy fangirl brainchild to Alex and Steve. Shout out to them for listening to me. Yeah, shout out to them for their creativity and like getting <laughs> that out there for you. Like that is so awesome. <laughs> yeah. When I told John about it and James, but especially John, because, you know, we talk about Kylo a lot, but yeah. he was just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, that was Thursday. We got to get to the main event. Let's talk oh about my gosh. Friday. Um, yes. So this is my first celebration, and I got to partially go for work. So my coworker, Ash Crossan, surprised Love me. Ash. And she uh, hooked me up that I got press, press privileges uh, to uh, go through press, sit in the press section for all the big panels in the Wintrust Arena, and oh, I she's got, the best, man. Yeah, she she really is the best, and she hooked me up in a way that I was just not expecting at all. She even got me a media pass, um, and after the panel, uh, I helped I helped field produce all of our interviews mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that we broke out onto our website, which was super yeah, and she cool. killed it. Yeah, she killed she it. She absolutely crushed it. Um, seriously, like, we can get into those interviews later, but, like, <laughs> my gosh. But, like, I was in press section, like, really geeking out. This is my first time, like, doing this press-wise. But, like, you were front row for yeah. this. Yeah. Front row. <laughs> like, how insane was that? It was pretty nuts because... So because I had the VIP pass, I got to sit in that section up front. Um, Me and my friend Michael uh, worked together. So there was, I think, the Mandalorian day. I went super early and waited in line. And then Friday was the day he did it for me. Oh, nice. Homeboy got in line at like 630. And I rolled up at like 720 and uh, met him in line. And we were up front. And um, there was a bit of a mad dash when they opened up security because you have people behind you that just kind of like push their way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was pretty nuts being up front. Um, it was a lot of screaming, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of being like, oh my gosh, I'm literally 20 feet from JJ Abrams and Daisy Ridley and all these wonderful people and mm-hmm. Stephen Colbert. Um, it was it was super, super cool. The only thing that makes me sad about it, which even now makes me sad, and I shouldn't complain because I had an amazing ticket, but um, is that I wasn't with my friends. I was mm-hmm. by myself. 
So like all my friends were watching it at the Star Wars stage, which I heard was like the hopping place to watch this trailer. Oh, um, wow. So I like kind of had this bittersweet like, oh, man, I wish I was with my friends. But at the same time, like I wouldn't trade it because it was such an amazing moment to be there in front of the stage and like take everything in. And they played a video in the room that they didn't play outside the room and stuff like that. Mm hmm. How was it for you? This was like your first. Dude, it was so. <laughs> okay, the fact that they brought Stephen Colbert out first and foremost, like I mm-hmm. was done at that point because <laughs> I remember, which I'm sure you remember, back in 2014 after the first teaser trailer dropped for The Force Awakens, that he did his explainer video on Kylo Ren's lightsaber and right. like shared the story of how he was a fan for everybody else. So I'm glad he got, like, I'm glad he got to replay that story, but I was also like, man, we could skip this part because, like, I watched the video so many times, we don't need to hear it. <laughs> but, yeah, he's still, he is such a huge Star Wars fan, so to see him, mm-hmm. like, have that moment was so cool. Right, um, yeah. Having, I one of my favorite parts of the panel itself was, like, J.J. Abrams would just have a high-pitched voice anytime he's like questioning i can't really say anything yeah um kathy. which i yeah kathy which i found <laughs> so endearing and charming um it was just so cool to like see everybody just come out and be there and especially like the love for kelly marie tran in that panel was just mm-hmm. felt and i hope that she felt the love like after Friday, because you know, after the last Jedi came out, she experienced so much harassment and hate online uh, for a character that she plays, and she just kind of went off the grid for a while. And right, right. I just thought it was kind of like a beautiful healing moment that I think we as fans needed to see us kind of like rally together behind her. Um, yeah, I think so it was, was also like one of those moments. Yeah, yeah, and I think it was one of those moments where it showed everybody that the minority are the people that are negative and complaining. And the majority of us are here for the movies, are here for the actors, are here mm-hmm. to enjoy this. Absolutely. And not to sit online and complain about it. I think that's what stuck out to me because at times, and I'm sure you feel the same way, there are moments on Twitter where I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so negative. Like I can't mm-hmm. take all this just negativeness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was such a fun moment. I openly cried when the panel opened with that video with Carrie Fisher in it. Oh, I was straight up crying. Yes. Mm-hmm. Just it, when they were showing the old footage of them, I was a yeah. goner and yep. it, just the just the bits and pieces everywhere. It just like or I mean the whole montage as a whole or the video that they showed behind the scenes just like pulling yeah. out my heartstrings in the right ways. The pictures that they were showing of episode nine throughout the panel itself i was getting giddy over like man yeah oscar isaac in an infinity scarf yes please <laughs> jungle cruise poe uh, <laughs> that's uh, what james calls him jungle cruise poe jungle cruise po. um I like he that. yeah my favorite part about the pictures is every time they put a picture up everyone will go oh yeah <laughs> we're like oh snap you know um just seeing something new yeah. and uh getting all the little tasty morsels that we can. And then, of right. course, the big moment that we were all waiting for. Yep. The title <laughs> reveal in the trailer. What do you think of the rise of, uh, the rise of Skywalker? What did you love most about the teaser trailer? I want to hear, like, all your thoughts. Let's go. <laughs> 
Um, so I did a reaction video and I was like, oh, I'm going to be so hip and do a reaction video. It is bad. <laughs> I don't the, believe it. Only because the whole time I'm just screaming and saying, oh my God, like 50 times. Like it wasn't like a really cool, like sometimes people have like really cool reactions. Mine was just me screaming. Um, the trailer was awesome. I mean, it opens with Ray. Um, and it's funny because on the podcast I had said back in November, they were like, oh, what do you think is going to be in a teaser? And I was like, I guarantee it's going to open up with someone breathing because they've done that for the other two. Yep. So it was funny to hear people tweet to me and be like, oh my God, you were right. I was like, it's not really me being right. It's just like following basic marketing skills. Yeah. That, um, Ray's jump over the tie silencer is unreal. Um, there's a lot of unpa- to unpack in this trailer, especially the uh, Kylo Ren body slam, <laughs> which is one of my faves. Um, of course. Yeah, and then the Death Star, you know, the Yavin medal, um, the hug with Carrie Fisher that, you know, you're sitting there going, how did they do this? It had to be TFA, but at the same time, they had to film Ray later. So who's she hugging? Supposedly, it's Billy Lord. I don't know what's going on. Um, But it's kind of a little sad for me, only because a week prior to this trailer coming out, I had rumblings of what the trailer was going to be and the they the person was completely right. Oh, <laughs> so, wow. Yeah, so I heard exactly what was going to be in this teaser trailer and I had known and John is the biggest Palpatine fan. Mm-hmm. So it was so hard to keep that secret <laughs> that he was going to be back in here. But the best part for me was now that Palpatine is back and he's in this trailer, um, for me, it just gets me excited about redemption for Kylo Ren because now we have a really big bad villain. Because I think overall, I had this challenge of like, okay, but who really is the bad guy? Because Snoke was the bad guy in the first one, but then he gets killed in the second one. So you're like, okay, well, what's going to happen now? Well, now that Palpatine's been pulling the strings the whole time, I don't know where it's going to go from here. I mean, so what, are, so what, right it, what now, were your favorite parts? Oh, man. Um, I'd have to say I loved Ray flipping over the TIE silencer. I yep. loved uh, Lando in the Falcon. I wasn't mm-hmm. expecting to, like, freak out the way that I did, but I did. Um, right. <laughs> I, I just, I loved seeing C-3PO, um, Finn, and Poe on that, like, barge or whatever. Um like, in the middle of attack. Um, Mm -hmm. I honestly, you know, the biggest thing I wanted out of episode nine, to be honest, was to see Ray, Finn, and Poe on an adventure together. Because, like, that was the one thing I think we were missing of this, like, new trio is, like, we hadn't seen them in action together. And this movie looks like it's doing that. So we saw a couple shots of that, and I'm like, yep, I'm in. They already have my money. Like, it's already... that's all I wanted from this movie anyways, and they're giving it to me. So seeing that was just really reaffirming. And then, so when the Palpatine laugh happened, I knew exactly what it was, but Ash was next to me, and she's like, who is that laughing? And then <laughs> I was like, I was so in shock, because then the title comes up, The Rise of Skywalker, and, I'm, and then I start, like, freaking out over that. Oh, my gosh, that was not what I was expecting. I wanted, I thought Balance would be in the title, but here's Rise right. of Skywalker. Cool. And then Ian McDermott comes out, and 
does his Palpatine voice roll it again. And then I was like, it was him. Oh my gosh, what does this mean? <laughs> so many questions. So I guess my big, my uh, question for you that you mentioned about Palpatine was, he is the big bad. Like, what do you think his influence is in this movie? Like, how how do you think we're going to see him interact? Is, like, is he fully back? Is he a ghost? Like, a Sith ghost? Is, does that even work? Like, what are, what are you theorizing right now about Palpatine? So, uh, I'm not one of those fans that's going to know, like, exactly. <laughs> like, in issue 35, this can happen. But from my understanding, what James has told me, um, has, is that it's possible to resurrect characters from certain items in Star Wars based on the comics and or books. Um, so I could see that playing into the the Vader mask that Kylo's had this whole time. Like, what if that dark influence that's been speaking to him isn't Darth Vader? It's actually Palpatine. Okay, and pause. Then, that sounds like a horcrux from Harry Potter. Like, that's what I said. Okay. I said this. Yes, girl, I'm on the same page. All I said right, the I same thing. <laughs> I was laying in the hotel room and I was like, it sounds like a horcrux. I was like, this isn't Harry Potter. Like I got like really like furious about it. Okay. Um, no, I think they're, I think we're going to see Palpatine. I don't think it could be some type of ghost, but at the same time it makes sense because when star Wars came back in 2015 and you saw stormtroopers, the first thing that went through my head was how are there stormtroopers? We already did this. Like mm-hmm. we already went through this. So if it is Palpatine and he has been doing this the whole time and he is pulling the strings, it makes sense that he would bring stormtroopers back. It's like a big hint, you know? Mm -hmm. And then the other thing is in the novelization for The Force Awakens at the very end after Rey and Kylo battle, a dark voice talks to her and tells her to kill Kylo. It's -hmm. like, go ahead, kill him. I know you can do it or something like that. Um, And everyone kind of assumed it was Snoke speaking to her. But now, is it Palpatine? Has he been talking to her or has he been talking to Kylo? When Luke reaches out to Kylo in The Last Jedi in that kind of vision, which we, you know, obviously get Luke's side and and Ben's side, um, is that darkness that he feels not Snoke, but Palpatine? Mm. Because that would explain Luke's very aggressive light my lightsaber reaction Mm -hmm. if it is Palpatine. That's my thought. Okay. But yeah, I think we're going to see him. I don't think it's going to be like a ghost. Mm-hmm. I think so, I, like he's either going to be brought back or he's going to, something's going to happen. I know there's been rumors of like body snatcher type stuff where he like possesses people, but we'll see how it goes. I don't know. That's a little crazy for me, even though it's a Star Wars movie. I mean, yeah, it, there's laser swords, it's fake and it's in space. Anything can happen. But right. Right. Um, I don't know how to feel about like body possession but right. something i was thinking about that would could be a really cool scene is like here's kylo in his like new throne room and then like luke is haunting him and then palpatine shows up and it's just like the devil and the angel you know on, oh yeah you know yeah, i think yeah. that could be a really cool scene of like just seeing i guess more of that like conflict and frustration with kylo but i right as you know now, I do fall on the other end of, I don't think Kylo Ren should be redeemed. I don't think he's fully earned it just yet. I mean, I haven't seen right, the events right. of episode nine that maybe can prove otherwise. But as of now, like, they've really doubled down on him being a villain that, like, I respect that decision making. And so 
I don't know. I but I do want to see more like I would like to see more of that conflict and especially if like Palpatine or even Snoke shows up too, like um to have those kind of back and forths, I think will, right. those are like great character moments that I'm all for. So Yeah, uh, no. And the cool thing about Star Wars is you and I can sit here and talk about it and we can be on two completely different sides of an argument. And still have a wonderful time talking about oh, it. Oh, for sure. But that's like the best thing about Star Wars. Like you said, like, I'm actually not for this. And like, y- you can't see it, but I got a huge smile on my face because I actually enjoy other people having different opinions than me because otherwise it just gets boring because you're just agreeing with each other. Um, but yeah, no, I totally get what you're saying about Kylo because he, you know, you see him murdering a village. He murders that old guy. You know, he tortures Poe. He does all these things. The only really redeeming thing he's done at this point is he spared his mother's life. And then he spared Ray's life, basically, and saved her. And then other than that, he doesn't care about anybody else. So he's still being selfish. He's still being a bad guy. He is still being emo Kylo Ren. Yes, yes. He's still being, he's doing the Anakin thing where he's like, I only care about two people. These are the two people I care about. Everyone else doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And that's why a lot of people are just like you, just like John, where you're like, I don't see it. And Mm -hmm. I get that. I just love Ben Solo as a character, and I just want him to be happy because he's Han and Leia's son. Uh, and the yeah, idea and that's the hard him, part. Yeah. The hard part is, like, I really love Han and Leia so much, but, like, once he killed Han, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can... <laughs> I can't, in good conscience, like, fully <laughs> want to see you good. Be- Absolutely. Because, I mean, as soon as Han walked out on the bridge, heck, even the final trailer for the force awakens i'm like han solo's a goner i knew that was coming but yeah we were watching the force awakens on the plane ride to celebration Mm -hmm. and we did the thing where you both press start at the same time on ipads um (laughs) and and john said some stuff that like really messed with me (laughs) so one thing was he said that uh when Han and, and Chewie are talking to each other in that scene when they're setting the detonators and stuff. Uh-huh. He says to Chewie, he's like, okay, I'm going to do every other column and I'll meet you back here. And John turns to me and he goes, that's the last thing he says to Chewie. Oh. He, says, he says such a normal statement that he doesn't think anything's going to go wrong and he thinks he's just going to see him in five minutes. And I was like, you've ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> you have ruined me. And then I was sitting there and I was like, man, why did he go out on that bridge like, why, like, Kylo c- clearly can feel him. And John was like, well, he was trying to pull him out. He was trying to get him to go out. And I was mm-hmm. like, you're ruining my movie for me. <laughs> but the Chewy thing stuck with me. Like, two days later, I was with James and John. And I was like, you know, I, I just thought of how depressing this thought is. Mm-hmm. And that's uh. why, like, Chewy's response to him, like, is the most primal response that yep. out of it is shooting Kylo Ren. Of course, like, you yeah. just killed my best friend. Like a split second. There's like no pause whatsoever. It's yell, shoot. Yeah. It, it is such a quick reaction. I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, so enjoy that, listeners. That will stay with you for the rest of your life. Congratulations. <laughs> we ruined The Force Awakens for you. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Like, okay. What do you think of the title? Do you like it? Are you on board with it? So, at, yeah. At first, I was kind of like, What? And I think it's because James said this too, was that it's like, usually it's blank of the blank. Mm -hmm. 
And so we we kept saying Rise of the Skywalker. We're like, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. It's the Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Um, at first, I didn't know what to think because I, um, you saw it too online. There were just so many titles being thrown around from like Balance of the Force, Will mm-hmm. of the Force, yeah. uh, Son of Darkness, Blank of Blank, this of that. So I'm all for it because I love that Skywalker is in the title. Mm-hmm. I think it's a very definite ending to this. Yes. Um, it's very sad, but also very exciting. Um, the rise of Skywalker, me being a Ben Demption fan, I'm like, well, Skywalker, that would be Ben Solo, but we don't know. I so. don't know. So I think, okay, I, I've i come on board with the title. Like, at first mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> but right. the idea that Skywalker, the name is becoming the legend that was created, the new legend that was created in The Last Jedi. And the idea that that can be not just a new name, a new class of Jedi, but ultimately like a new family for Rey. Like she doesn't have to come from the Skywalker family, but I've always loved the idea of maybe her taking on that name because of her relationship with Luke and with Leia. Um, Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, I don't know, obviously, we won't know how it really plays into anything until it comes out in December. But, I don't know, I just like the idea of, like, that could, that her, where she comes from, like, a lesson from The Last Jedi, like, doesn't have to define her. But, like, she gets to choose the family she wants to be a part of. And I think that's, we're going to see her fully embrace in, in her identity as as maybe like a Skywalker. Um, yeah, no, I absolutely love that idea. That's very, there's something very poetic about a character that starts off in the movie saying, I'm no one, I'm just a scavenger, I'm no mm-hmm. one. Then you go into the second movie and you have, you know, kind of like the other protagonist, anti hero character saying, Look, you're nobody, but like you, you come from no one. You're not meant to be in this story. And then if she was to take on the Skywalker name in the third movie, that's her saying, no, I am important. This is my story. I'm controlling what happens. I'm the hero, and I'm taking this name. This is my story. I think there's something poetic about that. I totally agree with that. I could see that. Yeah, and I like that this is that this is the end of the Skywalker saga, and this is a story that will piece together piece together this nonology that George Lucas had intended to make. And right. That's why this year is so hard, guys. This is the end of <laughs> the Infinity much. Saga with the Avengers. It's the end of Game of Thrones, an eight-season run, and then you have the end of the Skywalker Saga. Like, how am I supposed to function as a person? I don't know. I'm, I'm like, severely concerned of my own health come December 20th when I the, the credits roll because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be, like, having a mental breakdown. I I will be a sobbing mess. Like yeah. for my poor friends that watched me watch The Last Jedi for the first time, I was sitting in the theater like I'm about to have a panic attack. Like I don't know if yeah. I can handle this. Like they're like, oh my gosh, you need to calm down. I'm like, you don't understand. This is Star this Wars. This is my life. Yes. So 
I'm definitely going to be feeling that. And that's why I say I just want to make it to December 20th. Afterwards, I can die peacefully knowing the end right. and it's right. going to be okay. <laughs> Absolutely. And maybe I won't have to deal with, you know, inter- like crazy internet people after uh, the rise of Skywalker. That'd be great. Absolutely. But- so I want to hear about your your press room adventures with Ash. I mean, she killed it at the interviews. Oh killed my, it. oh my gosh, uh, it was incredible. So, uh, <laughs> any surprises? Like, is anybody taller than you expected? Oh well, I mean, the guy who plays Chewie, who I can never pronounce his name right, Jonas. Whole, yeah. yeah, Jonas was extremely tall like he like bent (laughs) down for us a little bit and then straightened back up and you're just like oh my gosh you're a tall human being um right (laughs) I was happy to know that uh Oscar Isaac is a little bit taller than me he's short but he's still taller than me so I feel better Oscar Isaac's my man um right (laughs) I was not expecting BB-8 to show up so oh he did so for people who do or don't know, I love BB-8. I've been saying BB-8 my life since The Force Awakens. So Aww. to see <laughs> BB-8 come out, and Dio for that matter, I was like, I'm going to be a total fangirl right now and ask for a picture. Because like nobody else was really on the carpet at that point. Like Only a couple of people had come on. And I was like, this is the opportunity. I'm jumping in. I'm doing this. And so yeah. I got my it's picture. It's truly magical. I, and he was beeping at me, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I love you so much. <laughs> um, could not keep my chill. Um, I was, like, not even five feet away from Kathleen Kennedy, and I was just like, you're one of the most powerful people in Hollywood right now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the power. You're like, just give me a little bit. Just just rub just, off on me a little bit. Just a little bit. bit. Uh, actually, before <laughs> the carpet began, I ran to the bathroom, and as I ran into the bathroom, Daisy Ridley was in there. And I really wanted to acknowledge her so badly. I was like, nope, I have to pee too badly, like, be lining right. it. But, like, out of the corner of my eye, I'm like, I just registered, like, that's Daisy Ridley and this is happening. Um, I think Ash and she would agree with this. Like, uh, one of the best interviews we had was John Boyega. Like, Ash and John have been on the same press tour. Like, Ash has been interviewing him since, what, 2015? And just the yeah, love I brought and- Ash in for um, I brought her in for awesome con to interview John on stage. Yes, and last year, yeah, which was incredible. Like they just have such great back, like camaraderie with each other, and like he just gave her this huge like one minute <laughs> hug when he yeah. saw her, and I'm like, yeah, these are the moments that you look for. And even when Kelly Marie Train walked up, she and Ash hugged for like a solid second. Like she like. Kelly Marie Train, she came into our studio mm-hmm. uh, right before The Last Jedi came out. And I got to briefly, like, or not briefly, I spent a lot of time with her. Um, but she, like, remembered who I was and waved to me. I was like, oh, my gosh, hi. Yeah. Um, JJ talked to me for all of two seconds. And I was like, oh, my gosh, what's That's about amazing. Um, JJ was great. And I love Ash's interview with JJ. It's like, dude, why did you do that? What did you just do with that trailer? Come on, Palpatine, <laughs> really? Um, which my I favorite thing is she kept asking questions, and he's like, "Nope, not answering that. Mm-hmm. Nope, no." Nope. Hey, and she was just like, "Why am I here?" 
Well, he at least was like, hey, porgs. So, who knows? Yeah. There may be some porgs in Rise of Skywalker, which right, I would be right. so for. I love porgs. Um, yeah. I'm just flipping through this. Daisy Ridley, she was beautiful. Like, just beautiful human being. She gave us nothing in that interview. I was, we were, you know, she's gotten really good uh, as far as answering questions questions for press um she's quite i'm sure she's got it. a big contract with her name on it <laughs> she's a huge yeah you know but she's been doing this for a while yeah. now so you know yeah, yeah. you flex those muscles you become a pro and right. um that was definitely i guess i was, I was like man i kind of want to hopefully got more out of it but you just got to respect hey she can't really say too much because there's just going to be a whole bunch of mystery around this movie, and we're going to find out soon enough in a few months. So, Right, right. And a lot of these press things, as you know, like they go in with talking points, and there's only certain things they can say. So if anybody asks outside of those talking points, they have to redirect to said talking points. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. were told that we were only getting like two to three questions max. So like we had to right. be really deliberate and like, the planning of our questions and like even contingencies just in case we got these extra people coming in. Um, but overall it was such a fun afternoon and like, I love my crew. Um, mm-hmm. and I was just really thankful to be a part of this experience. Um, and like Ash and little ways is taking me under her wing and, or under her pork wing, I should say. Um, <laughs> And, like, that night, it was really fun to kind of celebrate at the bar, just with, like, all of these awesome people that we've gotten to know and just other critics in the industry to be like, hey, we, like, kicked butt and got all these interviews out there. And, um, like, it was just a really great team effort, and I'm just really thankful that I got to have that experience and get to see Star Wars people. And Oscar Isaac was our last interview, and it was just, like, hard eyes all around like my coworkers my coworkers were texting me like are you alive are you okay I'm like no I'm not okay (laughs) I I really love Poe Dameron he's and I was wearing a Poe Dameron shirt um nice uh, nice did he point to your shirt no I was it Uh, was I was covering it up strategically with my jean jacket uh, I was like I'm not gonna go full fangirl right now yeah have to be he probably would have pointed it out if he saw it. He probably would have. Um, yeah. We were one of his last interviews, and he was feeling, like, loose, so I could have gotten away with it, but, yeah. <laughs> Same for next time. Right, right. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, that yeah, it was just so incredible. Um, let's talk about uh, how was it doing a live podcast? Uh, you did that Saturday, correct? Yes. It was... It's nuts. You know, I, I actually, we just posted our, the video of the live podcast and I rewatched it and some of my friends were making fun of me at work. They're like, why are you watching yourself? And I'm like, because it's kind of like a blur when it's happening. So you don't remember what you said or what you did, but you want to watch it again to know if you've embarrassed yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um, it was, it was really overwhelming. Like I said earlier, um, just to have a room full of people and it was packed. It, it was 200 people or something like that. Um, it, it was just crazy. And the energy of the room is like so contagious. And we had a, like some tech issues at the beginning because they didn't have the proper equipment or something like that. But um, it worked out. We, it was just like a 10 minute delay. It was fine. But there was a moment where, 
uh, James was like, he's our tech guy. James is super smart. He mm-hmm. comes, he used to be in a band actually. Uh, he was in a band called The Devil Wears Prada. That is amazing. Yes, he was the keyboard guy. Now, everyone's listening like, oh my God, really? I don't know who that is, but I just hear him telling me that and people came up to him being like, you were in the Devil Wears Prada. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but that's cool. Um, but he's like very good at like the tech stuff. So he does a lot of our editing and he does, uh, he set all the cameras up and like did all the sound stuff. So like while that's going on, like John and I are just like standing there like, okay, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like, what yeah. am I doing? <laughs> Uh, so there was a moment where I see John like kind of go out the back door and I, I followed him out there. I'm like, Hey, do you need anything? He's like, no, I'm just taking a second. And we both just stood there and there was a moment where we were both like, wow, we're doing this. Like, it was just so cool. Um, and it was just really cool to hear people laugh at my jokes in person. Cause I like to think I'm a little funny. So when I have people laughing at my lame jokes in person, I'm like, all right, like I shouldn't go do stand up, but at least I got this lame joke in, <laughs> um, it was just I keep saying unreal but it, it, it's so true and I and I am so blessed that we were given this opportunity and honored because uh, we don't take it lightly I feel mm-hmm. like they could only take so many podcasts and we were so shocked when we it was announced to us that it was happening mm-hmm. and so much preparation went into this which people don't know from behind the scenes you know we printed out banners we did all these stickers we did all these things we you know John wrote such thorough show notes um, down to like the timing of everything. Oh wow! Uh, James, yeah, James. We ran through it the night before, and we decided bits we were doing. Like John did a whole like fake JJ call. He does this hilarious impression of JJ Abrams, um, which I didn't know was like a thing. Like I didn't realize that's what JJ sounded like until I was sitting in the episode nine panel and uh-huh. JJ's talking like that, and I was like, oh okay, so like this actually is the truth. Um. But yeah, it was just really cool to engage with people and, and and see a face to the to like even to see your face in person. I was like, oh my gosh, this is the person I talk to all the time, and I'm geeking out about her, and I adore her, and here she is. It's so amazing. So that's why I think I have such a big hangover from this show is because I just want to do that all the time. Mm-hmm. But now I have to wait a year. Yeah, <laughs> which it is only a year as opposed to two years, and it's in Anaheim. Thank goodness I don't have to have flight ticket. I know. I'm so excited it's at Anaheim because obviously it's like a 10-minute walk from the convention center to Disneyland. So that's amazing. Yeah, so Um, after hours at Galaxy's Edge. What? Hells yeah. Um, And then the other thing, too, is that I've heard that it's not going to be in April. So I'm really hoping it's a little bit more towards the summer Mm -hmm. um, because I think that would be really fun. But one of the best things at Anaheim 2015 was the fan mixer that they did. so I'm friends with DJ Elliot, who is the DJ that plays on the main uh, stage yeah. with Mark Daniel. Yes, I love I love DJ Elliot. He's one of my closest friends. Um, I call him DJ Elliot to his face, and he's like, you, you just call me Elliot. <laughs> um, he did this amazing mixer, and it will go down in history of like one of the best things the celebration ever did. It was in the plaza between the Marriott and the Hilton. Mm-hmm. He did a whole set for about two to three hours, and it was just everyone dancing, and everyone had their lightsabers up, and it was just unreal. It was like the whole plaza was star- like just Star Wars fans geeking out, partying, dancing, having a good time. And I just really hope that they do that again. So if anybody from Reed Pop or Lucasfilm is listening... Please do that again. It was so much fun. <laughs> I'm not endorsed by any of these people, but you should totally do it. <laughs> you never know. You, you never, never know, know who's listening. <laughs> also, speaking of you never know who's listening, shout out to everybody who helped organize Celebration 
uh, yes. in Chicago. Yep. There was so much going on, like especially to uh, Daniel Kennedy, who was like every time I saw him, he looked so stressed out, but like he put on a really great. Uh, He's the best. He he was the bomb.com and like the entire team there, the Star Wars show team, uh, the social mm-hmm. team, Disney as yeah. a whole, like y'all just knocked it out of the park. So like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure you had a lot of late nights, a lot of stressful uh, moments. Yeah. Many stressful moments. But we, we as fans like totally appreciate all the hard work that you did because it for us, or at least I know for me, it was just it went off without a hitch in my eyes at least. Absolutely. And I said that to every single person I saw, like uh, Daniel and then some other people at Lucasfilm, people at Repop. I was like, thank you for giving me literally one of the best weekends of my life. Mm -hmm. This will, nothing at this point can top this weekend for me. It's in my top three, you know? Yeah. Um, So, which I feel bad because they're probably like, oh great, how are we going to top it next time? But I'm sure you will. Do not worry. But yeah, one of the best weekends of my life. I'm sure they, I feel like they're going to have a lot of things up their sleeve, especially since they didn't announce anything new or any of their upcoming projects. So I feel like that's where we're going to get so much of that in Anaheim, like the Ryan Johnson trilogy, the Benioff and Weiss films, like what's that going to look like? Especially since they're saying it's going to, they're going to take some time in between the new movies coming out. That's what I I heard. Yeah. But I feel like they would announce and kind of, like, share more of those plans or at least, like, casting news there Mm -hmm. next year because they could have the movie out by, what, 2021, 2022? Absolutely. And they're also filming the Cassian Andor series in the fall, so they'll have plenty of, you know, Mandalorian will be out, Cassian will be wrapped in filming. Um, So they'll, they'll have stuff to talk about, and hopefully they'll announce a Kenobi project of some sort. Oh my gosh, yes. waiting. That is the one thing that I feel like it's a slam dunk no matter what. If they do right. a, a Disney Plus show or a standalone movie, like I feel like as a whole we'd all be on board with an Obi-Wan Kenobi project of some sort. So Right, and I would be on board with another solo project. Yeah, because... make solo two happen. Let's talk yes. about your huge <laughs> moment there, the shout out for that. Like how cool. Yeah, so we started that hashtag after Solo came out because as everyone knows, like, I don't know, fans just didn't turn up for Solo. I think there were a lot of conflicting things that happened. The biggest thing for me, honestly, away from The Last Jedi, because I know people immediately go, oh, it's The Last Jedi. I don't think it was. I think it was that The Avengers came out, which stole everyone's money. Mm -hmm. Then Deadpool came out, which, again, stole people's money. And then Solo came out. So if you were a general pop culture fan, you were like, well, I just paid for Avengers. I just paid for Deadpool. Like, I'll wait for Solo to come out, you know? And so many people saw it on DVD and after the fact and Blu-ray that they loved it. And I've heard so many people say, I wish I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we started this hashtag about a year ago. We, we made t-shirts and we've just been pushing hard. I love that movie. I watched it while packing for Celebration. I, no joke, watched it when I got home. It's just one of those rewatchable Star Wars movies that I, I adore and love. Um, so, you know, we've been talking about it for a little while and... Some of our listeners have bought shirts, too, and they've met people like Jonas, um, mm-hmm. and he's commented on it and been like, oh, oh can you hear my cat? I can hear your cat. It's so adorable. <laughs> Sorry. Hi, kitty. <laughs> the cat wants Solo to happen, too. Um, 
Yeah, so, you know, Jonas commented on it at, I believe it was like Lexington, Kentucky Comic Con. He was like, where did you get that shirt? Mm-hmm. And our listener was like, oh, there's a podcast. They love you. They love Solo. Blah, blah. And so we've been tweeting about it a lot. And John Kasdan saw our tweet and tweeted at us and was like, let the producer know that you want it to happen because they're listening. And John Kasdan, if you're listening, I am totally on board. I want it to happen. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Like, I I was a fan of Solo. I enjoyed it for what it was, but right. I wasn't like it wasn't my favorite of the new ones that came out. But yeah, which I is want, fair. Yeah, which yeah. is totally fine. I would still like to see more within it. I think there is more stories to be told, um, and I'd totally be on board with that. So yeah, make Solo two happen. Absolutely, let's do this, Ron Howard. <laughs> Ron Howard, Joe, John Caston, do it. Joe Caston, John Caston, oh my gosh, whatever. Names. Do uh, it. Just do it. I can't do the Palpatine voice, but you you know what I'm getting at. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, did you get any deep dish pizza while you were in Chicago? Yes, I did on Wednesday, and I, I love pizza. I do. Yeah. Um, but I could only eat one slice. <laughs> it was a lot for me. I'm a very thin crust girl. New York, Connecticut pizzas, thin crust. It was a lot, but it was very, very good. That was the one thing. Um, my one regret of the weekend was as much as fun that I had. And I kind of stuck to being around the convention and the hotels and whatever. I did not right. go out and get deep dish. But to be no, fair, to you be should have fair, ordered in. No, to be fair, I've been to Chicago before. I had deep dish twice when I was there last time, so it was fine. I can live. I, I mean, I prefer <laughs> New York pizza anyways, and I got into an argument with my Uber driver on the way into Chicago. It was a thing, so maybe it was doomed from the start. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a regret. And then, I mean, obviously the snowstorm that hit Sunday. Yep. Oh, oh my gosh. It turned yep. into hot. Um, and I was stuck <laughs> at an airport for eight hours. It was so bad. Oh my goodness. I was outside waiting for the Mandalorian panel. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We need to talk about the Mandalorian panel because that show just went from like, to be- that just moved up to being my most anticipated series of the fall. Like hands Absolutely. Down. Yeah, yeah. It you know what? I'm I'm gonna be honest. Uh when rumors were going around that they were making a TV show about this, I was like, ugh, really? Because I am not a big Boba Fett fan. Dude, I never same. I was never a fan I, of Boba Fett. Yeah, it's just one of those things that like people love him and adore him and he's a fan favorite and I get it because he's like a bounty hunter, he has a jetpack. But like if you look at him in the movies, he really didn't do that much. Like he it's whatever. People like him. That's fine. So when they announced this this series, I was like, ugh, really? That's what we're going with? What happened to Kenobi? Like, why not this? Why not that? Mm-hmm. Um, this panel changed my mind completely. It looks amazing. It looks epic. It looks fun. Um, it's kind of like the nitty gritty dark side of Star Wars, which I'm totally into. Mm-hmm. Um, it has those throwbacks to the old school stuff, original trilogy, which those are my, those are what I grew up on. Amazingly, I grew up 
in the 90s, so people would assume I grew up with the prequels. Mm-hmm. I started with the original trilogy, and I didn't get into the prequels until later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm all for it. It has that old school look, all the little callbacks during and Easter eggs during the, the stuff that they, sh- they showed us during the panel. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a moment before the panel where I'm sitting there stuffing my face with popcorn and Warwick Davis rolled up and was like, what are you, what are you excited for this? And shoves a microphone in my face. And in my head, I went Mandaborian because I don't like like Boba Fett. And so I was just like, the armor? (laughs) Meanwhile, I see Brian Young is tweeting. He's like, this girl just said she likes Star Wars. Like, no, duh, we like Star Wars. I was like, that was me. Guilty. That was me. I didn't know what to say. Very nice. Oh, man. Yeah. There was a panic. There was a panic. Hey, you were caught off guard, so you just, like, went with it. You know? I did. That's the best you can do in those situations, in my humble opinion. And I'm pretty sure that's when you tweeted me. You're like, you are living your best life. I was like, yes! Yes, you were! I was like, I'm stuffing my face with popcorn at 930 in the morning. Yes, I am living my best life. Well, isn't that also... Was it there or the Galaxy's Edge panel that you went on stage for a game? because <laughs> it was galaxy's edge family. galaxy's edge you were up there living your best life i'm like oh my gosh she's so famous now <laughs> so i like hate to crush people's dreams but obviously i'm like really good friends with tj elliott so when i'm standing there and he goes i need some volunteers i raised my hand and i just looked at him and he gave me the eyes like oh we're doing this so that he called me up and I was like, this is so unfair because he clearly picked me because we're such close friends. But mm-hmm. that's why I gave I heckled him on stage because I can. Very um, nice. But yeah, I was all good with like breakfast cereals, pop culture references. As soon as I got into like English 101 and they're having me quote Shakespeare, I was like, I'm out. I can't even do this. <laughs> <laughs> you you uh, gave a valiant effort. Thanks. I think my favorite contribution for the weekend was, I forget what, I think it was before the Mandalorian panel. They were doing the same game of categories and they were like, oh my gosh, you, did you say hot men of Star Wars? I said hot dudes in Star Wars. Yep. But it took like, (laughs) but it took like three times for Mark Daniels to hear me. So Mark Daniels just like, what? I was like, hot dudes in Star Wars. He's like, what? And I got up and I was like, hot dudes in Star Wars. (laughs) Oh my gosh. <laughs> and of course this little girl's like, "What?" And no one, no one said Kylo Ren. I was like, "What? <laughs> Why am I here then?" Uh, the and there spoke. I am. That sums me up in uh, about 5 minutes. <laughs> the people <laughs> made their decision. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it was a lot of but um, I just want to jump back to the Mandalorian real quick. I yeah. I was just so impressed by everything that they showed us. Um, I love the feel for like the Western. Like I'm a huge fan of the movie Logan, and I felt nice. those like yep. I felt the Logan flavor in it. Um, I love that John Favreau who. He really, like, you were living your best life, but, like, John Favreau is living his best life right oh, now. Oh, he is the best of the best. The best of the best. He was, the fact that Dave Filoni was the first one to see Iron Man, the fact that this thing that he started back in 2008 is coming to an end, the fact that he is directing The Lion King, and then he's also working on The Mandalorian simultaneously. It's like, <laughs> dude, you need a vacation, but also... You're doing amazing, sweetie. Like, keep going. It, it's right, right. incredible. So, 
to like have yeah, he him. Came, yeah, he ahead. came out on stage at D23 in 2017. Mm-hmm. And he showed the opening sequence for The Lion King at that time. And he, I'm assuming, was very anxious about what people would say. And everyone freaked out. Like, episode nine freak out. Like, people were screaming and crying and carrying on. And he started crying on stage. It was adorable. He was so overwhelmed with the reaction to it that he, I was like, you're the best, man. Like, you're a true, like, he's in it because he loves doing it. Like, you see a lot of directors that are like, oh, I love filmmaking. But, like, you can see that he lives and breathes it. Like, it is part of who he is. And the fact that he stated that he write th- used to write Star Wars stories when he was like 13 and like all these other things. Like, it's adorable. And his it's dedication awesome. to writing this story and sending it to Filoni, like, you need to read this. You need to right. read this. Please, please read this. And I. <laughs> so adorable. And like the care that like they're making like practical effects in right. it, the show and the characters and. I'm a huge Breaking Bad fan, so seeing Giancarlo Esposito, like, flying ah, a TIE fighter, yeah. I'm like, he's about to wreck, like, wreck house, and I'm here for it. Like, <laughs> give me all the gusts, like, that I've been missing since the Breaking Bad days. I, I'm so on board. I cannot, and I love Pedro Pascal, I mean, obviously from Game of Thrones, and, right. uh, seeing him head up this show, I think he totally deserves it, and, like, his... His reaction on stage too, like it, he loves this stuff. I think everyone involved like has the heart and care for it, and I think we're gonna see that relayed on Disney Plus for the series. Which thankfully, it is gonna come out episode by episode, and it's not gonna be a total binge. So we'll have time to like marinate and digest this sucker. Um, yeah, I love it. I love that. I'm kind of sick of the binge stuff. It was cool mm-hmm. when it started. It's not cool anymore. I don't have the time to binge the way I used to. Right, right. I love that Oscar admitted that he's the reason Pedro took the job. Yes. Thank you, Oscar Isaac. Give me, like, another reason <laughs> of the 50,000 reasons I love you. Like, you are the... Like, their bromance is incredible, but to hear, mm-hmm. like, he was the reason behind it, it's like, thank you. Thank you for giving the people what we deserve. Absolutely. But can we talk about one thing that's really bothering me from the moment they showed footage? The first thing I yelled out in that trailer sizzle thing that they showed Uh was that Bill Burr is in it. And Bill Burr's not talking about it. No one's talking about Bill Burr. And I'm like, wait, did I just like imagine that? Because he's in two different clips. I was like, he's definitely in this show. He's definitely in it. But like, I don't know, because maybe it's not like fully confirmed that like people are like they're afraid to like be like is that him is that really him i don't know (laughs) he won't i was tweeting to him i was like admit it admit you're in this show and he's probably like no i can't admit it because contracts (laughs) (laughs) ndrs they're so real or ndas yeah i can get absolutely um Again, I could just keep going on and on and living in <laughs> this time of celebration, um, but we can't because people have lives. But if you've been listening know, this right? wrong, thank you. Um, Absolutely. It's, it's always, like, so meaningful that anyone even, like, gives this podcast the time of day. Um, but thank you so much, Lacey, for just chatting and 
chatting with me and just being able to like relive our time there and seriously like I meant it when I said meeting you like it was just so great like seeing the person behind this account that like I knew like we were friends and you know having that back and forth but to be able to actually mm -hmm. like meet you and like get to spend some time with you is just so cool and like I really do value our friendship so like you're amazing and I love you a lot and so thank you. Oh you're so sweet yeah no it was I, I'm not kidding like I totally fangirled out when I met you and uh I just I'm so pumped to have you as a friend like it's just so awesome and this was great to relive again I have a hangover so like I'm so happy to talk about it because everyone's it's like that Lindsay Lohan clip in Mean Girls where she's like I kept talking about it and people are bored like people are getting bored with me like that's what it is about mm -hmm. celebration right now like no one wants to hear about it anymore and all I want to do is talk about it yeah well like <laughs> I get so overwhelmed at work that because people like keep asking me about it and so I'm trying like I start talking about it and then I, I know I need to stop and I can't find the right places to stop and then people get bored with it. So then I either <laughs> say like too little or not enough because people are like, right. did you have a great time? Yes, it was the best time. And then I like leave it at that and they're like, okay, tell me more. And I'm like, uh, uh how much time do you have? So Right, because then you're like, and then this, and then this, and then this, and then, oh my gosh, this also happened. Yeah, exactly. So, hey, coworkers who actually listen to my podcast, one, thank you. Two, here's the answer to how celebration was. All <laughs> of this. You're welcome. <laughs> so funny <laughs> all right where where can listeners find you yeah listeners can find me monday and thursdays on the resistance broadcast the official podcast of starwarsnewsnet.com you can find us on twitter at r-b-a-t-s-w-n-n -N. um it's with me johnny hoey and i called him johnny hoey because that's his twitter account i don't <laughs> like calling him johnny his name is john uh and then james bainey so his is at myra trunks and then mine is at Lacey Gillerin. So yeah, that's where I am. That's where I'll always be. <laughs> Talking uh, about Star Wars. <laughs> I will include all of that in the uh, description of this episode. Um, actually, I can successfully say that I am now followed by all three members of the Resistant Broadcast because John yeah, followed me today. And I was like, yes, hey. I got it. <laughs> um, which, uh, I'm, the fact uh, that anybody's geeking out that John's following them is... Well, really okay, weird. to be fair, my interactions with John at Celebration were, I felt always awkward. <laughs> uh, because I Okay, tell me, tell me your first impressions of meeting them so I can tell them. They looked so shocked and they were like, who is this crazy person? And then <laughs> uh, the next time I ran into, it was actually both James and John at yep. the Hyatt. And we were like passing. I think I was just leaving. And mm -hmm. they were like, Oh yeah, how to get? Oh, we're heading over to this panel now. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be in there for press. And they're like, oh, well, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, I gotta drop this off. Bye. So I don't think I left the best impression with them. Oh so, no, 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 James, no, no, John, no. I'm really sorry. Um, I hope you think I'm semi cool, but I'm not. But that's okay. I don't know. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Well, that's all for the fangirl forum. Uh, thanks for joining in. I hope you have a fan. Fantastic day. See what I did there. I'm really corny. Take care, guys. <laughs>